Oh, that's weird. Oh, it's bizarre. It is just like a pocky stick. With a little mushroom, chocolate mushroom cap on it. Yeah. All right. I approve. You approve? It works for me. All right. Why would you... Wait a minute. I was very chocolatey. That's very chocolatey. That was insanely chocolatey. It was. I, my sphincter puckered. Did, did your sphincter pucker? My sphincter just chocolate <laughs> just <go> puckered. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what, and now I just spit. Sorry. Yeah, all over Sorry. my notes. Look, let's do a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and chocolatey Chocolate perversion. perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, perverts! Woo! I'm Kathy. And I'm Count Boogie, and we got Unger, and Ann-Ann, and Mew, and Bunny, and now there's some nudity, and last Ooh. week was was just the three of us. and It was just us. <laughs> it was three just ugly us. people in the room. <laughs> It was good, though. It was a good discussion. We are here on show 127. We got a lot of cool stuff going on, some really good topics. And uh, what'd you do this weekend? Did you get some dick? I remember no. dick was bad. You said you were a little low I on dick. I was in the vicinity of the dick, but did not get any dick. You were... Because he was busy with a new computer game. Ah. Uh, uh. Yeah. Oh. If it's if it's not if it's not an ice cream sandwich, it's a computer <laughs> game. <laughs> Man, I want to just tell you the true love that I'm feeling. <laughs> you know I'm going to get in trouble because he's going to hear this. Hear, he should hear that. Hey, no, wait, wait, hey, <laughs> hey, Creative Explorer. <laughs> let me tell you something, bro, bro, bro. Kick with the dick, all right? Because <laughs> if not. I got to deal with this bitch chick. That's Kick true. with a dick or she bitch chick. <laughs> so just fucking Jesus. Dick, a game. Well, it was Sunday It was Sunday night right before. I, I had to get some sleep so I could get up in six o'clock. <laughs> so you're like sleep morning. dick, dick game. Well, yes. And he dick goes, game sleep. maybe I should fuck my slave. And I'm all, actually, I'm just going to go in, lie down and masturbate. And he goes, oh, okay, go ahead and do that. I'll get on my computer. Game. Oh, my God. <laughs> I gave up the dick. Because I was tired and I just wanted you, to masturbate and, and get an get, orgasm. So you had, your just, little, you had your little friend? No, I forgot to bring it. I did it old school. I did it old school <laughs> with a butter churn. It's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking took my yeah. hours, boogie hours. Chagong, 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 chagong. Get on Our your little Mary Olsen thing. That <laughs> is. It's a butter churn. A butter churn. <laughs> oh my god! So that so well. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I thought I was going to get some better info out of you. No, that's we really don't talk much before the shows <laughs> recently. We don't talk anymore, we, you and I, We boogie. just don't. It's probably better. We're better friends now. I know. We're just better friends. It's very true. Kind of like Mew's new video game. Mew has a video game. What's the name of your game? Animal Crossings? Okay, check this game out. And she's obsessed with it. <laughs> okay, this is a game <laughs> where she makes friends with animals, but the only way she makes friends with animals is if she gives them shit. Like, she has to give the animals things, and then the animals are like, okay, I'll be your friend. So it's like real life. Like, this whole, and like, they won't even go in your house unless you have the right furniture. Yep. And it's like, so they're like, I'm like, honey, you know, this really isn't, you know, showing you. 
you know, the really true value of friendship. And she's all, oh, like Postal 2 that you're playing where you whip out your dick and piss on people? And I'm like, wow, (laughs) I'm like, Postal 2 is different. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because, yes, you Uh unzip your pants and urinate on everything. You could just literally walk around the entire world of Postal 2. It's an older game. Mm -hmm. And pee on people. And I said, well, at least everyone knows I'm not their friend. (laughs) Am I right? No. Postal 2, you can't compare to shallow and... Unger! Yes, Boogie. Good evening, Unger. Good, good evening, Count Boogie. How are you this evening? It's a splendid evening, it's Unger. A, it's a wonderful day here, It was Boogie. a very good weekend. He sounds like it, he should it, be wearing a smoking jacket. It was... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Unger, did and you like... And the fez. you got to have you... the fez to go with the smoking jacket. Oh, yeah. yeah no, what, Sitting wait. in a big wing-back chair mm-hmm. reciting the raven. With, with, <laughs> with the calabash pipe. What the hell's a fez? <laughs> it's, the, it's a hat. Is that, isn't that the, like, cap yes. hat? The, yes. Shriner, the Shriner hat. The, like, weird little... The tassel, the tassel thing on it. Yeah. That is a really retarded looking hat. What's your name in the chat room? Uh, PP Mod will eat your soul. Oh, he will. Sounds good. He will eat. Your I soul. did uh, actually. Mew and I be- moody today. Be- besides <laughs> her um, amazing game that she's playing, uh, Saturday was actually our annual um, blood play scene that she gets once a year. Why does she only get it once a year? Um, because uh, I don't want her to look like a crocodile by the time she's like 28. Because she scars. So she would love to do blood play like literally every other day. She loves blood. She's obsessed with blood, but she does scar. And if you're cutting someone with scalpels um, and then putting a suction cup on it, you have a very good likelihood that you're going to scar. You know, that's actually a good thing to bring up anybody that's listening. You have no idea how much you will scar when you are doing Needle play, cutting, right? Any kind of branding, because not everybody. Some branding is not under like cell popping. D- d- okay. Some people you will scar, scar, and some won't. Right? I, yeah, I start every every time. Anytime you're going to break skin, you have a chance of scarring. Yeah, or you can or, scar yeah. from caning. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, so, needles not yeah. so much. I haven't noticed a lot of scar. I mean, some people but, will bruise, but yeah. it's a very small you dot. Can. So. Yeah, you can. Larger gauge, and if it's pulled yeah, out long, yeah. or if you're pull on it or stuff like that, you can. But Or if you're cutting with them or something like that, you can. There's always sure. a chance. Okay. Sure. What Anand's making some... Can you just go to the mic and tell me what you're trying to say? Yeah, you're what, just giggling. What is that sign She's language? She's like doing this like finger fuck in the middle of her hand. Or what? if you bend it in bunny skin. <laughs> uh, oh, like you did. <laughs> oh, God. Just, thank you. <laughs> just go. Thank you for remembering that, Anna. <laughs> yes, yes. If I do needle play on bunny and I actually bend the needle inside the skin so that the entire like shoulder lifts off like a zombie apocalypse, it did not scar because I took it out very, very quick. Uh-huh. Thank you for that. So you guys did your annual blood play. We did the annual blood play, and it was uh, it was pretty cool. It was really cool. She brought her uh, stuffed lobsters in because um, now uh, she has like eleven thousand stuffed lobsters. Because Mew's obsessed with lobsters. You want to earn love in Mew's life. See, that's our friend game. So I give her lobsters, and she's my friend. Uh, so that, I have, but I have to give her. Does she eat lobster? Um. She'll eat lobsters. Oh, yeah, look at her. She's, oh, yeah. She, she, she will make the uh, distinction between friend lobster and food lobster. <laughs> They're Delicious, all food. buttery you, lobster. You are, you are, you are my <laughs> close companion. And you, Unger is in a very Unger used to try mood. to eat Muse lobsters. They're food. all food, he says. <laughs> used to. All food. 
But no, it was really cool, and we set up the the whole medical room and uh, put up the tarps and you know a lot of tarps, and then just did the scene. And it, it's just uh, I don't like blood. I just I'm not a blood person. I actually get really really squeamish unless I'm in that moment. Like literally, she was covered. It looked like a fucking murder scene. You know, you cut and you pull the cups and uh, and they fill with blood and then you dump them on them and you play. And and in the moment, like a first responder kind of moment, doesn't bother me at all. Blood clots, the whole thing, squishing them into her, all of that stuff I can do. I just like right now I'm like going, oh, I really don't want to talk about, <laughs> talk about this. So it's just weird that 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 we have that. But she she loves blood. She lives for blood. And then, of course, she was playing with the blood, and then she took it, and she's like, can I please put a handprint on your head because I'm bald? So, of course, she's like, split black, and now I have blood all over my face. We're, by the way, <laughs> uh, we go and get tested about every four months, and we had just got our tests two we- a week ago. And uh, and so uh, so we are free to play with each other's blood, and that's fine. But it it was it was it was really cool and it is very connecting and and of course it scares some people and some people are just you know really turned on by it, but uh, it was yeah. cool it was real cool. Fedlife.com nice. bruises and bondage and pussies and dongs. Fedlife.com consensual safe and sane ish. All right, we have something from Puppy, from I think she's from Germany. I had to ask her how to pronounce this. I learned from Asrock. Not to assume the pronunciation of a name. So her name is Puppy. She wrote something called Exit Fantasy, Enter Reality. She says, many of us have this fantasy. To be or to have a slave in the basement. A heavy collar around the neck, arms tied behind the back, senses deprived, obediently waiting 24 hours a day to be taken out, used, and abused. When Sir and I came into contact about two years ago, it was the fantasy that became the focus of our conversations. We both got heavily turned on. But what if this weren't a fantasy? If this was my everyday life, 24-7? Well, I think this answer is simple. We would be terrible psychos. I'd lose my job, my friends, my social life. Hell, I'd lose my children. I would get heavy depression, severe chronic illnesses, and I'd hate the man I once loved. That does not mean that we have given up our dark and perverted little fantasy. We'll keep it alive, and one day when the kids have moved out, we'll realize this huge turn-on of ours, and he'll lock me away in his basement. But be sure that he'll let me out again as soon as it's time to prepare dinner. I, of course, agree with her. Anybody who's had these uh, obscenely morbid fantasies uh, starts to weigh the two and wonder, boy, if it were real life, there's no way I could do this. And uh, I remember once, uh, a long time ago, Creative Explorer start, and I started talking about what our darkest fantasies were. And he he was, as usual, completely up front. And he goes, yeah, I have this really dark one. And he starts explaining to me this unbelievable fantasy. And he says that he's had it for a long time and that it's something that he, uh, he works on and it's his biggest fantasy. And it, to be quite honest, it kind of scared me. I, I, it's not supposed to because... I'm supposed to be this open-minded, kinky person who understands perfectly well with the differences between a fantasy and a reality. And I myself found myself thinking, oh, my God, who the fuck did I get into in a relationship with? What if he really is going to do this to me? Oh, oh, my God. And then it didn't last more than a few seconds. But I found myself falling into the trap that embarrassingly, it's, a, it's embarrassing to say this, that 
non-kinky people might when they hear what we do, when they don't understand that we know what the difference between reality and fantasy is. And I, it was a, quite a learning experience for me because I, I really did start to, as much as I didn't want to, understand what uh, vanilla or non-kinky people must think when they hear oh my God, you cut somebody, oh my God, you set somebody on fire, oh my God, you do those weird things, because the first thing that pops into your mind is, where is that line drawn in that person's mind? At what point will they actually want to do that for real? Uh, and I know this, uh, uh, it's probably not what you were thinking I was going to say, but when I read this, I immediately remembered he and I having that conversation, and me thinking, I... You know, I can I can start to understand why non-kinky people might really question our sanity. You can definitely see that. I can see that. I, I when I read that, I, I loved it because it reminds me of of uh, something I heard a comedian say a long time ago, where they said, "You know, some of your fantasies will make really piss poor realities." And uh, and when we come in, we have. Uh, I just I like the detachment that that I get when you have these Uber fans because there's so many of these lifelong fantasies that we're gonna have um, about something incredible like say even something that's that's not as dark and sinister like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna have sex with women every day of my life you know they're just all gonna I'm, I'm gonna be a rock star and I'm gonna literally have sex you know five times a day there does come a point to where you you it's it's that's when you're hungry like there's a, a hunger that comes before a fantasy that you're hungry and then you don't realize that your brain will only be hungry until it's eaten and then it's not hungry anymore so it's kind of like you you i because i know people that have had the dungeon lock me up fantasy muse had it um you know and she wants to be a fairy in a cage and live in the corner i mean we have a lot of those situations were people, and it's just so funny to think some people really obsess about those fantasies, but in, in reality, your brain's going to shut off after a couple days of doing something. So that's what makes the fantasy fun, and that's what makes role play, which is what we do here so much, so important. Because you can have the fantasy without going to jail, the hospital, a morgue. Um, or ruining a relationship or losing everything you have by doing some of these darker things that people really want to do, you can act these out in a role play. And if you act them out in a role play, you get to have kind of the thrill of doing whatever that thing is, abduction, rape play, you know, you know, whatever, you know, it's going to be. And you're able to experience that without having to actually try something that's actually going to endanger you. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, but uh, once again, it's uh, you got to ask yourself where's that? Where's the line drawn? How far will you go to try and make that fantasy come true? Because especially lately on FetLife, there has there have just been so many people who have been people men who have been getting uh, arrested, or there's just so many stories of people that are well known on FetLife who are suddenly. Uh, being accused of, of rape or being accused of kidnapping, 
I mean, I don't know if you read a lot of FetLife, but uh, a lot of this going on. Is that that they're just now getting caught or that uh, it's just now happening? I have no clue whatsoever. But I know that there there are enough of uh, celebrities, FetLiberties, online that they're well-known and uh, they talk a good game. And From my understanding, they're getting caught or being it's being brought forth that this has happened. Well, this I mean, we're now in this culture with the Weinstein and yep. fucking Spacey and all these people. People are now being emboldened to come forward and say, hey, this happened to me. I think we're getting off topic, but whatever. Well, um, this is where it, this led for, for whatever reason. I, I didn't expect it to lead this, but I remember reading it thinking I've often thought about that line, that that line. In my head, that line in other people's heads. I mean, I you come to the club here, you see people doing all kinds of stuff, and I call them my friends, and uh, I think it's great. But the bottom line is, I, I don't know any one of them where that line is drawn for them. How far do you go into the consent, non-consent? I, I think at that point, you would hope, I mean, once again, risk-aware, consensual kink, um, but you would hope that we create enough of an environment for people to feel comfortable uh, learning how to do these things safely and how to accommodate the emotional needs of all parties involved, especially the person who's going to be the victim in any of these kind of darker fantasies. You know, you would hope that. And obviously that's not the way it is because most people are not in a community. Um, They answer ads online. They have this fantasy in their head that I want to be chained up and treated like dirt for the rest of my life. They don't think through the fact, like this poster did, that said, hey, you know what, I'm going to miss my fucking job and my and my things and other things in life. And maybe there's they don't take that time to investigate the reality that you don't know who you're going with. And that's unfortunate, because I think that every time that we hear a story like that, we're, we're, we're hearing about it specifically because that person or that couple or that group, those group of people did not understand the difference, maybe did not have a community like we do, did not understand the difference between fantasy and reality. But And, and also, but now we're talking about people who are supposedly in the community that are still ending up sure. pushing these issues and being rapists and uh, consent well, violators. Yeah, this is why we tell anybody who's new that the red flags go up when you hear... When somebody tells you, when somebody on the fringes of the community says, I, I don't attend munches, I don't attend public events, or, you know, predators that come around the periphery of our community and try and... Well, and that's the fringe, but now I'm, 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 I know we're jumping all over the place here, and but now we're it's, talking about... It's a funny pe- issue, now, but, you know... Now we're talking about the people, like you said, that are known in the community, that are FET celebrities or people that are known. So how do how do people... How do you gauge? Is there a way to still gauge or now we just being suckered by sociopaths or psychopaths? Is there a way? And I say, yes, there is a way to minimize even it. Like, say me, I've done this to people all the time. Don't even trust me. Count Boogie, the guy on Perverted Podcast. I'm a fixture in your life. You listen to the show. You're a pee-pee fucking zombie. You're a zombie apocalypse master. You've listened to everything. You feel you know me. You don't fucking know me. You really don't. You should treat me with this. I mean, maybe you have a little more familiarity with me. You've heard me enough. You've done some vetting. That's fine. But always know you still don't know me. And you should still take that time to make sure that my actions match my words. Because if you don't spend time doing that, did Unger just die? 
Unger, you okay? Need some he water? He just threw that mic away like... Yeah, I think hey. he's, he's cool. Unger, what happened? Oh, he looks perfectly fine now. Okay. <laughs> Dude just... <laughs> no, I mean you just like violently <laughs> went over... Oh, okay. Uh, thank you for that. Do you have water? Do you have a drink to take care of yourself? Okay, you're good. Okay, Unger's oh, good. Oh, Unger. Unger! So anyway. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Have whatever. you ever gone... How's the, What's the furthest you've ever gone into a fantasy? Like, getting into the closest... Uh-oh. He's got that look. Um... <sighs> Some of the blood play scenes are are close, um, but that's really about about it. Yeah, none of the abduction, taking someone because a lot and, of people and, do that. Oh, I want to be locked I've in done a the, trunk. The yeah. things where I've chased people down prior to a scene, as part of the beginning of the scene, where I've actually sent I you know tell them to go, and I'll have a look in my eye, and they'll just kind of freaking go. <laughs> Because that's so, part of that's how the scene starts. So you let that predator side of you oh, come yeah. out. I'll, I'll let it come out to about that point. Um, but again, everything is, you know, negotiated and consent and all that is taken into account. So if you're going to do something, I mean, let's. Go, I mean, we're talking about people doing abductions, locking people, putting them in trunks, putting chains around their neck and locking them. And I'm sure at some point. Uh, people consent to to some of these things once again because they don't see this working out, and maybe they think that the person, maybe Count Boogie, is a cool guy because he's on this show and he says he wants to chain me up in in my place and whatever. And obviously, because he's a celebrity, whatever you want to call this, um, twenty people listen. Um, you know that he should be trustworthy. That's not true. You should still do the same. You can. Do you have a safe call? We're going to do this thing. Do you have other people involved in that type of scene where other people can check on you and make sure that you're okay? Is the top okay with that type of thing? Is the top okay with having other people involved to make sure that they are accountable to do what they say they are going to do? Because that's that a huge going to... flag if they're not. Yeah, because yeah, I want to you know I want to abduct you and lock you in my trunk and drive you away and and uh, and rape play you and uh, or be I mean because some people want it to be really real they want to be you know fucking punched in the face they want to you know they want to do all of the extreme things and that's great. But is there something wrong with putting some checks and balances in place before you just jump in and do that? Some people are just stupid enough to say, I'm just going to take the risk and hope it works out for the best. And then it doesn't. So we're going to suggest against that. We're going to suggest that that you, if you're going to do these darker things, then by all means, set some things, set some accountability in motion. If some, and I've said this on the show before. If any one of my, my play partners or lovers said, hey, can we go to the police station and run a criminal check on you? I've, why not? What do I have to fucking hide? I'll tell you, these are the things that I've had trouble with in the past, and you can make your own decisions. I don't have anything to hide. I think if you're playing with someone and you want to do something extreme and they aren't willing to be accountable in some way, then you that's a red flag. That's a big red flag. Yeah. You know, we really did kind of go in a, in a weird direction, and, and I hope that uh, when Puppy hears this, she doesn't think that we're questioning whether... No, I she, think... But I, mean, I think it's people like her and her, her sir who 
actually are uh, in a great headspace because they understand the difference. They discuss it. They skirt the edge. I think it's people who don't discuss it and don't understand that. Look, if you have that desire or if you have that fantasy, you got to let it out of the box. You have to discuss it with people whom you trust. You have to not make it a big secret that you never look at again because that's, I believe, where the danger lies. Because then you do something foolish because you've it's it's been in the the secret has been in the dark for so long. And even if you're in the community, you'll find yourself thinking, well, maybe I should. I don't know. I, I, I give it a try with so and so that I met online. Um, I, I think it's a big danger, in other words, not to discuss it, not to sure. uh, shed some light on it and see where it's coming from. And and though and in my opinion, that's the that's a good way to begin uh, uh, going down the positive path when it comes to your dark fantasies. I'm with you. So I, I'm with you on that. I know this was all over the place. I'm, I'm really grateful for the post, and I am really grateful. I don't want to take away people's you know dark, dark fantasies, but, but things that are dark can so. go bad. Yeah. Shit can go bad. And Even not, not and, dark ones can and, go bad. Yeah, and not everyone is going to be who they say they are. So if you have, you know... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why do you keep looking at me? While we're just waiting for you to choke to death again. You're always on the computer, right? And then every once in a while, you'll stop, you'll turn around, and you'll look at us. I'm tr- like, I'm, what's going on? I'm just on? listening to the conversation. I never know if you want to weigh in or something. So. Yes, Unger, you've no. you've hit the blue light, Unger. Yes. Now I'd like to weigh in. Go ahead. Uh, just pointing out that I have that to weigh uh, in. Um. I forgot where I was going with that. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Unger. Thanks, Unger, for throwing in your two cents there. I only sure, have half a cent. Be sure to I not only have a penny. Be sure to not Hey, I have a question. Yes. Does it ever scare you? Like, do you ever think to yourself, wow, that even scared me. I think I went farther than I wanted to go there. I don't have know you? if scare is the right word. I've been scared. Uh, disturb, uh, maybe. I, I I I have like one thing that I've actually tried to figure out how to do without dying. Um, that is scaring the hell out of me. <laughs> so that will disturb me, but I don't know if it scares me that I have the thoughts because I I'm I've had weird thoughts like this all my life. So this is just me. Hmm. This is part of being an ogre. You are an intriguing you imagine, man. You imagine breaking people's bones because you've done it. Sorry, the anniversary is coming up in a couple weeks. Oh, for uh, for Sanger, for Sanger's rib. Ah, that's right. I've you broken, broke a rib. Yeah, when I, like when I played football. I Granted, kinda, she's uh, a little bitty thing, and you know you breathe on her and bad math. It yeah. was bad. It yes. was bad math. She took a rib, picked her up. Yes. It was good. Well, hey, I remember that. Speaking of hunger. Yeah. Can't get away from it, hunger. You know who Sleepy Koala is, right? No. She's the one who, who um, turns on the... Okay, so that's Nira? Is that what... Yeah, I'm assuming. Okay, yes. Uh, she wrote to us and she says... I Do we have permission to say n- that name? We have before, that, many times. Okay, okay fine. Yes. Okay. If you're in the chat room, he okay. makes it clear, don't you? Yeah. just want to know if I'm editing something. Yeah. So she says, I can't say it enough, but you guys are awesome and an inspiration for me to take more control of my life and do what makes me happy. I especially want to send Unger a big, big, big hug. Unger, I think you're awesome. 
You sound like such an intelligent, interesting, helpful, nice, smart, funny guy. I love that you have so many cool hobbies, and I hope to be able to join the chat room at some point. Join the <laughs> chat room every day. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Unger, you have a fan. Unger's got a fan. He's got a fan. She wants to. Uh, she wants to meet your little Unger. That's she it. wants to give you a big, big hug. Unger. She does. Don't break her ribs. Hug. Don't break her fucking give ribs. Always a meter. possibility. You finally get a fucking couple fans. Don't break them. It's what I do. I break people. <laughs> Don't break people. Ogres break people. I just like this. I mean, have you ever seen a grown man squirm in a chair more than tell Unger that people actually like him and appreciate him on perverted podcasts? Look at him. He's and just look. He's already like. just like not get eye contact. Is already gone. He's pretending to read something on the fucking <laughs> chat room. Now he's just completely turned his back. Now he's pretending to type. Unger's uh, Unger is a us. valuable part of the show. People really enjoy him, and they enjoy his enthusiasm. Unger's very likable, even though he's a giant fucking dick and he breaks everything. He's a piece of shit. Um, apparently, I'm now just, he's all happy. See, look, guys, this that. is I know how to resuscitate the fucker. God. <laughs> just say some negative shit about him. Well, Unger, you've got a fan, and and another Stevie fan. Koala really likes you. Yes, another yeah, fan. She's not to, the only one who's. He's been talked about a lot, but uh, that was fun to watch him squirm. Sometimes love is less than nice. You may need some fucking advice right now. What you eating there, Mew? She's eating more pretzel things. And yeah. And Ann Ann's just feeding her just junk food. She brought a backpack she full of junk food. That she refuses to go out and eat with me. I believe that there <laughs> used to be a no food in the love lab rule. There was, but then, then we the started being attracted start... to roaches. So now the, the hope is <laughs> is that the food brings roaches so she can have more Freds. So oh, now she literally just gross. eats and like spits it on the floor and then watches it. Ew. Daddy, catch it. <laughs> Put a harness on it. Little roach harness. Ew, little, you do not. Little kinky Fred. And then she tries, because she's teeny, so she rides it. She she rides, she's a little roach rider. Roach rider! Roach rider! Like the fucking worms, like a worm rider. A spice. That's gross. What? What are we talking about? What's Bunny doing? Well, apparently spice. Oh, spice. Apparently. What is that? Bunny is... You're um, crocheting a, something. Bunny is a crochet master. And she is building because... Oh, she's making a mask. She's making a panda mask for Mew. She has one for herself. So when we do our little Zua videos, because we uh, we don't show their faces completely, um, out of oh, respect, because so they're associated cool. with me. Not well, that they're trying to hide themselves completely, but it's just exactly kind of like... That's exactly what they're trying well, to Well, I mean, it's, it can be found if you want to be found, but it's just that little, keeping that teeny little bit of separation. So uh, she's crocheting a panda panda masks that we can use in some of our videos it's pretty cool really Ann Ann? what the fuck is that now and another bit and and just brought literally half of a, a japanese bakery to this this podcast there's like 80 things on the table it's like going to and they're just sitting there and they have crumbs and little tokyo and now they're just <laughs> hoarding. Yeah. you know the one i'm talking about if you've been there <laughs> it's like everything like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm going to go on here. Uh, Princess Brat87 wrote to us. Um, this, this is a pretty intense one. She says, I just came out to my family by accident. And I'll, I'll explain that in a little bit. 
And they do not agree with this lifestyle at all. I have been raised Catholic my whole life, but I do not view my lifestyle as evil or even wrong. It's who I am. I can't change who I am. My husband is also into spanking, and my family now knows that as well, and he is very upset and embarrassed about this because I told them something that was private about us. What do I do? Oy, when I first read this, I just my heart goes out to her because I did end up emailing her and asking her for more information because I didn't understand the whole go- coming out by accident. And so she gave us a bunch more information, and she's in a pretty bad place right now because her whole family is religious and she was in a not a good headspace uh, very vulnerable at, at, at the moment and her father asked her and her mother uh, and her mother and father called her and long story short they accused her of something that didn't make any sense and she was just so upset and like I said in a very vulnerable frame of mind that she just opened her mouth Blurted and it, it came out. out. And she's like, I, this is who I am. And, and my husband's into this too. And we're into spanking. And now the entire family ha- won't speak to her. Right. Um, even her friends. And, and so she's feeling very isolated. And, and it's just, it's not a good scene. Obviously, this is, it's sad to us because we see this a lot. This exact scenario. And, and I call it the hurt blurt. Um, because you get to a point to where there's a lot of people like I wasn't close to my family there, you know, that's fine. But I, I see a lot of people are incredibly tied in with their families. They may not fully disclose who they are with their families, but they try to be close. And this is your family. They have all that, you know, kind of preconceived cultural programming that your family is, you know, everything. And these are the people that are your family, and you expect them to be there for you when you say, this is who I am, and you know they're not going to be there, so now you have to kind of lie to these people. And if you're close to the family, you're around them a lot. If you live with the family, you're obviously around them every day. And so now you have to start living this lie. Oh, I'm going to the dungeon, so I have to make up this, and friends and whatever. And here was a perfect example of this, the the kind of... The, the lie that had to be told now was thrown back on this person, which I've heard this a, a bunch of times, to where now they're saying this doesn't add up. And so now they're accusing them of something even worse. Um, and, and you get that you're at that moment where you're so conflicted, you just blurt out. I'm fucking kinky. OK, it's not what you think. I'm kinky. This is what I do. And I that. You cannot blame someone for that blurt. You no. cannot blame. That is somebody who has held something that doesn't want to lie to their family, but you know they will not understand. They will not accept you. These are people that are living in their own fear. They're not immediately concerned with your happiness more than they are concerned with how they look because they raised a child that is one of these horrible, consenting, uh, sex-positive people. And it's it's really, really sad. So I, I wanted to make sure that the poster, at least from my point of view, understood it's not don't feel bad that you blurted. It's like a cork. It's like a cork in a bottle. And some people need to realize, though, that no matter how much it feels frustrating, sometimes it can go like this. And now it's bad and she's going to be in this for a while. Ultimately, you hope that it settles down and and she can show her family and you know I 
Mew went through this. Uh, Bunny, in some ways, has gone through this. Um, to where you show the people that hopefully actually love you and not just treat you like a thing, which most people do, and you show them, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm not fucked up on drugs, I'm not committing crimes, I'm paying my bills, I'm being a responsible adult, but look at this thing that actually I feel makes me happy and gives me an outlet that I connect to. Over time, they will lighten up on their thing, unless, of course, they're so about their image or their, you know, how, how the church views them or how their friends view them or whatever, that at that point, that's on them. That's on the people that are, that's on the family members that are judging you. Because if they're not asking you, are you happy? They don't give a fuck about you. They say they give a fuck about you, but in that moment, they don't care about you. They care about them. So don't feel guilt and shame over people who have their own fears and insecurities about how they look to their friends and their church or, or whatever. I, it, I go. I'm sorry. I'm babbling, but but no, this is this I, is. I've seen get, this so much. It's it's. Yeah, I get as angry as you, um, and I and I I do feel the same way, and I do want to say the same things. You know, fuck them. It's their problem. There's nothing wrong with you, um, and all of that is true. All of that is 100 percent true. But the bottom line is that. That this girl is is going to be in this shit for a while, yeah, because I mean, she's yeah. got her, her her husband angry at her, her friends mm-hmm. angry at her, her entire family not speaking to her, and the best that she can hope for is that she finds within herself her true identity and can stand on her own two feet and know that life is like this sometimes you're not going and and it's tough when you're younger and when you uh, it's your entire support system that yeah. is turning it, uh, their back on you and that's what's happening here but the good news is is you do have support obviously i mean we're we we don't know this person uh, personally but you surely have people that care about you and understand what you're doing and that's what's so important about a community even if it's an online or an over the radio whatever community you still have to seek out the people that understand you your husband your husband's kinky he's just mad because there's a change going on and that and he didn't consent to being outed and he yeah and you know that That sucks (laughs) it, it sucks guess what shit happens you're in a relationship with somebody and the blurt happens so hopefully there'll be some forgiveness and, and, and whatever that happens there. And eventually you'll deal with the fact that it's a change. Ultimately, and maybe this is just me because I don't have any attachment like to my fa- I don't need my family. I scrub toilets. I pay my own bills. I'm not, I don't, I'm not being supported by anyone. So ultimately, if my family can't support something that I have shown, I'm sober, I pay my own bills... What I do being kinky is what makes me happy. The relationships I have make me happy. Ultimately, if my family is so in their own fear, I have to just let them be in their own fear. And I'm going to go on with my life and be around people that can allow me to be myself because I'm going to die. And I don't want to die a martyr because somebody else is fucking insecure about their own life. That's a shitty way to live. Yeah. I I have the same freedom. I don't my family that I never got along with. I wasn't that close with anyway. 
uh, there have been people in my life I've been close to that I've had to drop, but it has not devastated me because it was not what I would call the very foundation of my upbringing, uh, unlike her. Right. Uh, and I, I, this is why I felt really badly for her when I read it, because I just cannot even imagine that level of upheaval in your life where everybody that loves you and that you love um, is just turning their back on you. And there's no going back. It's not like she, unless you, tr- unless you do a complete 180 and say, "You're right. I've seen the the error of my ways. I'm now coming back to the fold." Um, you're not going to get pe- that. People same, do that, and yeah. but people do. I've heard we've had a lot of people that have tried to go back to being non kinky just to please their spouse or their um, their family or whatever. And then you know, five years later, they come back. Or seven years later, we've had people, we just had a couple come back that have been away for 20 years trying to do a similar kind of thing. And it's it never really works. If you're really a kinky person and this is really a part of you, it's not going to go away. No. You know, if you're just casually kinky, then fine. I don't need to have a spanking if that, if that smooths over everything with my family. But if you're somebody like me, that this is a part of, of how you interact with people. That I need this in my interpersonal relationships. It's not going to go away. And then you're just going to be repressed and closeted and living for somebody else's fear. And yeah. if you got if you got to do that, you know, if that's the way to keep your kids or if that's the way to keep your job or if that's the way to keep your inheritance or whatever the hell that you have at stake, then that's, you know, I'm not going to tell someone to not take care of themselves and survive. I'm just going to say, man, I, I wish I, that we lived in a world where people didn't have to martyr themselves like that. Yeah, I, I agree. And the, the, the bottom line is that uh, Princess Brett ha- is now, she's at a crossroads. She's at a crossroads that um, would it, nobody expects being at at that age. Right. And But unfortunately, it, it comes early to some people and it's come to her doorstep and She's at a place right now where she's going to have to make some major life decisions that are going to affect yeah. her, her, her family, her husband, her family. And it's going to affect her for the rest of her life. But uh, she is lucky in that she does have, uh, from what she told us, a, a good, strong, supportive kink right. community or at least a few people there. And um, she, she is living in, a, in, an, in an age now where at, even if we're, we're not exactly where we want to be, we're definitely a lot further even than we were 10 years sure, ago. Sure. Um, and she can get through this. You can get through this. And it's going to be tough, though. I, I, yeah, it's not, it's not going to go away. You know, the, the family's not going to wake up in the morning and be like, we were wrong. God told us that we should love and accept you. That's, not gonna, that's probably not going to happen. Right. The, the last thing I will suggest, and I think I touched on it before, because this is what Mew did um, with, with her, her mom when she came out. And we really worked on this. And it was, it was very successful. She showed her mom. A straight A fucking student. I just graduated with honors. Um, I'm not on drugs. You know, it's just starting with that. Look at the evidence. Trying, even though they're hung up in their head, um, show the evidence. The evidence is that I this activity that I do is not making me the stereotypical degenerate of society. Now then, if you're fucked up on drugs and heroin and you're kinky and your family's rejecting you, okay, get sober first, get clean, uh, change your life, and then try to come back out to them. 
Um, but no, you can show them the evidence, and the evidence is is that you're a well-rounded, happy person, and that you generally are are a good person, and that this isn't corrupting you into being the evil, horrible person that they want to envision you. And that, um, her mom turned around in what, like a couple days? Like, like really? Like, after that discussion, she, I mean, she had to go through her process just like anybody else, and there was, you know, it was an evolution, but in general, it really did work out. She really did, she, at least her, in that situation, and I've heard other successful situations too, where you present that evidence and they go, okay, I was being, of course, you're my family member. I do love you. I, I just, I'm scared. It scared me because I think this, and maybe it'll start conversation. And we have heard stories where it's turned in, maybe been a little ugly at first and turned into some great conversations later and made people actually closer and have a better acceptance of each other. But also we've heard a lot of times where it drew a divide and, and it'll never be the same. That's true, and it take it can happen. I don't mean to be so pessimistic. It, you know, it, it takes a, a really exceptional person, not to uh, adult parent, to to uh, get through that. I mean, I when I was younger, I, mean, I know this has nothing to do with kink, but when I was younger, it was I was in junior high, and I had a friend who was getting bullied just horribly all the time. And one time, I stood up for her, and then the bully came after me, and we got into this massive, you know, fight hair scratching the whole thing and uh, of course i got suspended did, did you get video of that yeah <laughs> unger would like oh, to unger uh, how old were you at the time i was in eighth grade so uh, it's a little too young yeah. to masturbate to oh right <laughs> out loud anyway P- just picture her in like you, you know 17 thin, and a half you know thin just, and young no nah, it doesn't know. matter yeah just and you I scrapping with a chick yes on the floor rolling around it was it was cussing the, the typical girl fight in junior high and i got suspended and my mom just flipped her fucking lid and was furious at me and it first uh, for somebody like me that was the worst i could ever get was my mother's disapproval yeah. yeah and then our neighbor who was having trouble with her kids and who were doing much worse things was so angry at my mom and said, look, she's getting good grades. She was defending her friend who is getting bullied and no one else is defending her. She never skips class. She doesn't do drugs. What the fuck are you complaining about? And it took my mom very little time to, to really look within and say, Wow, she's right, because I had so many uh, relatives and friends who were, they were runaways, they were doing drugs, and their parents, whom we knew, were having a horrible, horrible time. And uh, my mom just did a complete turnaround, and um, the next day, of course, I was suspended for a day, and she took me out for a day of fun, and we had a great time, because uh, she was able to have enough humility to say I was wrong, I, I sh- this or is, that I, I'm she proud was of initially my scared, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the your kid's suspended. It's, yeah, it's, and it, she had an and later on when I, with my children we talked and she said she had an image of this. She had a preconceived notion that kids who fight. Uh, it's the downward spiral, and they're you know horrible people Be sucking and dick for crack within exactly. a week. Exactly, and that's what she was. Af- she was afraid. She was afraid that I was going to go down that path, and so that's why I said it takes an exceptional adult uh, or parent to be able to look within and say, "This is the reason I am afraid. I'm yelling at my kid because I'm actually afraid." Right, Ann Ann. Um, yeah, to kind of build off that and um, like not an ideal situation, but um, usually 
like when parents push back against something or they kind of like reject or they're kind of trying to get you to be to not do an activity it can like when they push you away so far they're trying to get you to change but unfortunately like they usually don't realize that they're just hurting you more right. or they're pushing you more towards that activity or that like you're not going to change i mean she's married and this is her married her married life so it's if you, you know, if you try and <laughs> talk to like kind of make that clear of like, hey, like you're pushing yourself out of my life. And unfortunately, like that's not something only I can change. So like if you want to be still be part of my life and you can, you know, you can either kind of look over or try to, you know, ignore this other part of my life. But if you still want to be part of my life, you're going to have to accept this because yeah. it's not changing. It's not going away. And if you're going to make it an ultimatum then you're going to lose. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Anna. Hmm. That's called drawing, drawing a line in the sand and saying, I, I it's a hard thing agree. to do. Draw the line. It, it really is because you're afraid that you've never se- I mean, I had to do this with religion myself because you don't believe that there is a life for you outside of what you know. And these types of situations are being taken out of, what you know as your life and hurt for some people, their family is part of a major part of their life. Oh yeah. And so they feel if they lose that or that's in jeopardy, that somehow life's not going to go on. And that's just not the case. Humans are very tenacious. We do survive. There is life after whatever these disasters are, unless your health is damaged, you get thrown in prison or you get killed. There's a chance that if you, if you take care of yourself, that, you have a chance that you can actually find new friends, find new people. Like for me, I have family as much as I hate Kathy's guts. She's my family. Um, and we have a type of relationship that I trust Kathy and, uh, and Unger and, and everyone that that's here there. This is my family and they have replaced the things that I didn't get from my family because I still needed those things. But it was completely okay to go outside and find that from other people that are actually like me, that actually respect me for being myself. And if my family doesn't give that to me, and I have members of my family that they weren't cool with who I was, my fucking, you know, there's people in my family that absolutely reject and hate me, never did anything to them. They hate me because of who I am. And you know what? I can can replace that love we have an option in this lifestyle because we get it and we're in this fight kind of together so uh i know we dragged on a lot about this but this is this is a big oh, deal well, this, this is a real there, if, there, if you're listening to this and you've gone even through a small amount of it uh, i'm not i don't i'm not saying that people value what you and i say at all but you would you appreciate hearing it talked about you know that it's you're not alone you're not the only person who has gone through this or or is going through this it, it, this is one of the hardest things that you will go through whether it's kink or something else if you are on the in any kind of fringe group if you're somebody who smokes pot if you're somebody uh, i mean i i could go Sinner. on and use your imagination if you're not walking down that straight and narrow path that everybody as- assumes Says. that we're all supposed to be walking down you're going to encounter this in life. This isn't just about kink. Sure. And you have decisions to make. You have hard decisions to make about how how alone. Because 
I mean, I know that I'm a very cynical person and I can nah, have a very negative point of view. Daisy. But I'm a fresh Daisy. I'm I'm Daisy fresh. <laughs> like a douche. Like a douche exactly. <laughs> Country flowers. Daisy fresh like Country. a freaking douche that's me. Um this when you stand up for yourself, when you do uh go down the path that you want to go down, uh, it can be a very lonely path. It can because you you're going to have to make decisions that are going to that decision will exclude some people. If you're lucky, it won't exclude a lot. If you're unlucky, you're going to end up excluding a great deal of, of people, and it might be people that you've always relied on. So it, it, those choices, they have some very serious consequences in your life. So anytime that you're going to do something that is different from everybody else, get ready for a rocky ride. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. Yeah, that was a short show, wasn't no, it? We never checked in with Unger. Unger? What was going on in the chat room? Anything? Anything of Unger interest? Unger Muse just has her ass in the air. She's like waiting for something what to be put on? in it. I have Ann Ann between me and Muse, so I can't see. Ann Ann, you're in but the Anne, way. Ann Ann, Ann, pull down your also. pants and show, because he's looking at your ass then. Yes, pull down your Look pants. Look at Ann. Ann Ann's got a nice butt. Go ahead. Look at that. That's it. Do you want to touch it, Unger? She's got jammies on. <laughs> do you want to you touch Ann's? Do you want to touch Ann's butt? That's she's going to go. Lowering the jammies. Oh, Woo! give it! Oh, an ass cheek. Oh, both ass cheeks. Yeah, yeah. I'll get it. And just she's backing up she, to Unger. That's consent. She just offered her ass to you. You, if, you better spank it. <laughs> 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 she shimmied on her on her. Okay, whatever. <laughs> that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this chat? perverted no. playground. For We're gonna. You swatted Anna on the ass. She offered it to you. Swatted. That's a great <laughs> show ender okay. for us to record. And if you are in the Los Angeles surrounding area, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. And thank you to everyone in the Love Lab tonight, especially Unger and everyone in the chat room, and to Anna with all her delicious Japanese goodies and her butt shimmy. And Mia, what are you doing with your ass up in the air? And Bunny. Crocheting her mask. <laughs> and then just put a finger on her butthole and she jumped a mile. That if you was have amazing. questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, that was show 127. We come back next week with show 128. And no, we have no idea what we're going to do, so I have nothing to tell you in advance. Um, except that Anne Ann and you are just anal tickling right now, and it's delightful to get her. Get her. Just do it. Don't, don't <laughs> she just swatted her hand like a cat. Ah, oh, now it's going to be wrestling. That's good. Girl wrestle. Oh, it's on. To the bed, both of you. <laughs> to the bed. Strip off your clothes. Start wrestling. I think I'm leaving. <laughs> anyway, we will be back and, uh, you know, had kind of a serious heavy show. And... Uh, Man, it's going to be fun next week, so we're going to leave you with a really weird, random song. They're fighting it out on the bed right now, so I'm going to end this you show. You dry humping in. This, <laughs> that's not wrestling. <laughs> that is not wrestling. They're making out. <laughs> that, is, that is just, that's just humping. Right in that's, front of Unger. <laughs> that's, um, God damn it. You can't critique wrestling when they're humping. You just got to be like, damn. well, you're, you say they're not wrestling. Anyway, the song's called Lone Cow. It's really random and weird, and why the fuck not? Because that's what we are. Thank you, Perverted Podcast, and we will see you guys next week. When those who were suffering put out the call, only one cow stood tall. Lone Cow.
Suicidal Maniac Cow. Lone Cow's rage started very early on when she saw her family cut down. Her mama was made into ground beef for tacos and her daddy was sold by the pound. But when they tried to grab her to make her into veal, something inside her snapped. And she got the taste of blood like the ancient ninja as she bit the butcher's balls in half. She bit the butcher's balls in half. On her escape, her bloodlust swelled, killing all across the land. She shot a kid for drinking milk, stabbed a man for eating cheese, choked a priest with a burger in his hand. Some hippie tried to stop her by saying, hey man, some humans love animals too. She did a spinning back cow kick into his throat because he was wearing leather shoes. Then she sat on his face and pooed. I'm a crazy fucking cow. You fuck with me, I cut you down. Too long, my kind were meek and passive. Now I bring death, and my shit is massive. Like beef jerky, well, hey, fuck you. McDonald's killed my people, now I'm gonna kill you. Lone cow. Lone cow. I'm a maniac cow. Lone Cow went to a barbecue festival to kill the entire town. When she slashed and she maimed and she trampled and she mooed, body parts flying all around. Oh my god, that cow's got a gun! Save the children! Save the ribs! She's eating my pancreas! the end of the day when the killing was done lone cow knew she was through and she walked away to be never seen again but at night you might hear her moo stirring her vegan stew Homicidal maniac cow. Homicidal maniac.